Back for another week. Huge episode incoming. So much to talk about. My name is Josh DiMatteo, here as always with the now completely calm and relieved Jake Eisenberg. Mate, never in doubt. Never in doubt. (laughs) Never lost faith. Wasn't on the floor with five minutes to go of game six. We're alive. We're good. Let's bring on the conference finals. Conference finalists, baby. Good news. And with us, as always, the Lakers' biggest fan on earth, Matthew Beatty. <laughs> Mate, we, we might we might uh, we might have some tussles in the future with your Spurs. Oh, oh. the big news today! <laughs> yeah, Bro- Bronny Junior versus Wemby. <laughs> well, we might as well get the elephant out of the room. The San Antonio Spurs drew number one in the draft lottery today, which guarantees them first dibs. At Wembanyama, and that's it. How you that's feeling, all she wrote. Man? Did you hear the Spurs guy at the draft lottery screaming, "Yes, yes!" <laughs> <laughs> like amazing, man. Well, I am look, fucking buzzing. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah like it. you're a Bulls fan, but I feel a lot more passion from you when anything Spurs related <laughs> is kind of happening. Well, the Bulls are hard to love. <laughs> Like, I love them, but they're hard to love. There's a lot that goes wrong with the Chicago Bulls. The Spurs, similarly, it's not always happy times, but, you know, there's always a plan. There's always things in place, people being developed. It's Everything's done the right way. And, like, I get up for that. When there's those, those 2014 Spurs, you better believe I was Team Spurs over that Miami Heat team. I mean, like, yeah. just the way that the Spurs play, the culture of the organization. If we can go back to any number of recordings where we discussed Wemby earlier this year, and I'm certain I would have said, I hope he ends up at the Spurs. So I am doing backflips. I'm so happy. I think it's like the best spot for him. Yeah, Maybe like, 100%. you know, low risk. His career is going to go pretty smooth. But it's not super fun. Like it's not like, ooh, how <laughs> Do exciting. I look like a man what that is, cares about fun? What is the fun option for you, Jake, of, of the teams that were in the mix? At Portland would have been fun. Like Dame yeah. and Wemby become, you know, buddies. Yeah, but Portland and their injury history, man. Like I don't want Wemby going there. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Obviously the window is like now with them as well, right, where I, I think with the Spurs he's got the runway a little bit, you, you'd hope. Well, depending on who you listen to, they were getting pretty crazy on ESPN today with like the Wemby hype train to the point where they said people are expecting him to be the best player in the year in three years. Yeah, I, 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 cool. I struggle with that. I mean, even you look at the, the sort of recent guys that have come through and I mean, like Luca for me is probably the big example. Right? Where that guy is probably the best version of a rookie you could hope for in the modern NBA. And, you know, still... You're not saying that about him. What are we now, four or five years into Luka Doncic? So it's, it's, it seems a little bit premature. But hey, that's I guess that's the hot take. Twenty-four that's, hour news cycle, right? It's not fun to yeah, like, yeah. In in five years, you know, <laughs> he could be like he's, second team All NBA. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna grind away in San Antonio and, and put on some weight and all that. Yeah, that's boring. This exactly. is why I stay off the Twitter sphere, so I don't I don't get clouded by all this kind of well, stuff. Well, they said this on the broadcast today. It was like, 
which is, un- it seems like unfair hype. And we weren't really conscious for the LeBron hype and the, and the access is just completely different, right? Yeah. But there's like the famous interview, he's on that late night show or that talk show and the guy asks him, how does it feel to know that if you are not a first ballot Hall of Famer, that your career will be a, a bust? Yeah, ask that to the teenager that hasn't been It's just nuts, yet. right? Yeah. And, Le- and LeBron, like, you can kind of see it coming in hindsight, but LeBron answers the question so eloquently and thoughtfully for a fucking 18-year-old. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. But, like, LeBron wasn't the best player in the league three years in. No. Like, in 2006? No. No. Like, he I guess he made of, the finals in 07. He was one of, like, you could say he's one of the best players in the league. But, like, okay, but that's LeBron. LeBron. That's LeBron. Yeah, that's LeBron. It's arguably well, the, the this, this is what, of all time. Like, this, this is it, though. The people are putting him in the same camp going into the league, Wemby, that is, as LeBron. They say that like, this guy is just as generational, just as transformative. You see the way he plays. Like this French team, they have highlights up all the time. You can go have a look at them. And like it is tantalizing stuff, unlike anything available in the NBA right now, which I guess is the whole draw here. But you got to still hope it all goes well. you got to still get him to develop. And in our chat earlier today, we were discussing how one of the things people – highlight is like such an enticing thing about Wemby is his three-point shooting and it just it's going to create this it's going to create this expectation where people are expecting him rookie year to be hitting 40 percent of his threes and like he's not that good a three-point shooter yet he can do it and clearly the motion is there to get better over time and he will but people got to calm down with that with that kind of stuff Spurs we I was saying before in our chat I think next year Spurs will have absolutely no expectations of this guy, but to prove that he can stay healthy for a year, fill out a little bit, that's all they want. You yeah. know, they don't have a team that's ready to compete. They don't want him doing anything too dumb. You know, just get through the year and then we'll see how we go from there. What I like about the Spurs is that I don't feel like they're going to do what they do what the Cavs did with LeBron, what the Mavs are doing with Luka, what the Pelicans yeah, did with no, Anthony no, no, Davis. Like you kind of trust them to manage the roster and build it in a consistent way as opposed to like rushing it. Because I know, you know, listening to Bill Simmons today, they're talking about how they have cap space. Like do they try and be good straight away? They'll still have cap space in a year or two. Well, like there's no rush here. I just, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't worry about them making crippling moves because that's what happens with some of the, like, Luca's been so good that the Mavs didn't fall into the bottom five again after he came in. Yeah. And that was the same issue with LeBron. It was like, once he came in, they would like borderline playoff team straight away. And so you're not picking in that, in that range anymore. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens with, and what, what's great about the Spurs as well, they, all, they seem to nail the, mid, the mid-lottery, the, the, the late first round. Um, it's going to be... I, I don't, I'm trying not to be a hater. Yeah, I, I find myself in the same position. Like even today in our chat, like I felt like I was always taking the the, the stance of like this guy. It's not going to work for whatever. And I don't. I don't wish that. I no. want it to happen. But like, I want it to be fun. Yeah, but like for sure. Jesus. Yeah, like, it's, it's how his body shape is like. It's just we've like you said, Josh. We've never seen it before, and it's it's just so. 
it boggles the mind that that's going to be able to hold up to the rigors of an 82 game regular season. Like I, I just, that's where I suppose I'm still not skeptical, but it's just, I, I'm just concerned. There's a, there's got to be a, an element of risk there, right? This, this is precisely why I was so excited because my, my excitement here isn't that Wemby's going to, you know, get everything he needs. It's not about Wemby specifically, but the fact that, we get these generational talents once in a generation and I would love for that generational talent to end up in a spot that will maximise the chances of him fulfilling his potential and nowhere maximises that better than Spurs in my mind. So I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful, whatever comes of it. And like we're NBA fans. Like I'm a Celtics fan. Exactly. So firstly, it's fantastic he went to the West. That was like really <laughs> the only thing I cared about. <laughs> Happening. You, you were worried about the, the juggernaut Charlotte Hornets with Lamelo and, <laughs> and and Wemby. The Orlando Magic with Wemby. <laughs> well, oh that, yeah, maybe. That, well, that okay. That that was like if they go east, I hope they end up on Charlotte because he ends up on Charlotte because that. I'm That's the so worst worried. case scenario. That's the opposite exactly. of the Spurs. But like you know, the Magic really like if the Magic had jumped into into one, that would have been terrifying. Yeah. The, the 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 what what's triplet towers. The triplet towers of Franz, Paolo, and Wemby, like just that would be really, really scary. So that didn't happen. He goes to the goes to the West. So I want like it would be awesome if he's the next Kareem. Yeah. Just because like we want guys like that to exist because they're incredible to watch. And yeah. you know, we weren't alive to see Kareem in his prime. And so if if we get the the two point version, the alien, like that's awesome. But yeah. if that's the bar, like, I, I guess it's just like so unfair to me to be putting these expectations on, on him. And so if he falls short, it's like, you're not one of the top three best players of all time. You're, you end up being like, like he turns into a Dirk, you know, whiskey level player. And people are going to view that as a, like a disappointment. It's yeah. just crazy. I don't know if I can say thankfully, but I do think there's an element that because Wemby is European, he won't quite have the same... Even though everyone's shouting him out as like, you know, the biggest thing since LeBron, blah, 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 blah. I still think if you were to ask every NBA fan in the world, you know, four out of five of them would still consider... They would tell you LeBron's a bigger prospect. You know, don't worry about this guy. Because there's that, still that European element. They don't really know Are you how talking it's about Wemby? translate. I'm talking about Wemby, yeah. No, I, I, I think it's I think well, I'm not saying bigger, but I, I think he's he's at least the biggest since. I like I don't Easily. know how you yeah, like by a, and like this is we're you know, a few years removed of Zion and I felt Zion was probably the 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 most after LeBron, but I, I think this is well eclipsed what Zion was. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it is. It is. I'm saying this is the biggest one since LeBron, but I mean the expectations aren't the same. Like Wemby's not going on talk shows, and the talk shows asking a teenage kid, "No, yet are but you well, a disappointment if you don't make the Hall dude, of Fame?" Wendy was like in Paris to talk to yeah. him, like post <laughs> lottery. Like I, I think that that, like I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, like it's I think that the NBA is it's everything's global now, and it's it is a global league, and it, it's in a sense it's great for the league because it's you've got this you know likely number one pick who is a, a French guy. It's 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 Adam Silver's probably licking his lips, right? Oh, yeah. And and, and then you, you sort of touched on it earlier to land in San Antonio, which is probably the franchise most well known for, for their 
international guys historically you, you, all of that 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 symmetry is it's, it is a great story it's a good vibes so i think it's in that sense it's it's yeah he's landed in in the best spot for it but yeah. I, I do think that the hype is is absolutely there i'm gonna ask a galaxy brain question oh feel free to shoot me down we would never do that to you josh <laughs> can you hint any kind of potential NBA <laughs> Well, you saying this was rigged? Was it rigged? Was you it saying this was rigged? Was no. it rigged? No, no, Did no. they is is there rigging involved here to get him to the Spurs? How does this help the NBA? I, it does, I, I mean, I think you were touching on it, Jake, where in terms of balance at least, like it's not him going to a team that already has like another two or three prospects like Orlando and it's not like San Antonio if they don't get him they're probably irrelevant again next year not and not to be like harsh or whatever but like you're not you're not tuning into many Spurs games on league pass next year where you you put Wemby on them and I'm again I'm not saying it is rigged I, I don't think it is rigged but like it's it's better for the league at large for him to be in a spot where you know he, he alone is going to draw that interest I, I suppose yeah that the fact that the only two other first number one picks that Spurs have ever had was David Robinson and Tim Duncan. It's a team that knows how to develop internationals, blah, 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 blah. The fact that he's landed somewhere that will maximize his long-term impact on the league is all I'm saying. If it was rigged, I feel like Chicago would have been the, the guy. Potentially. There's three instances in my memory where people could like sniff around and be like, that's a bit funny. Actually, four. LeBron being picked by the Cavs. And yes, they had the worst record. They had the biggest chance, but still. Wiggins getting picked by the Cavs the year that LeBron got traded. No, they were picked by the T-Wolves. He got picked by the Wolves. Didn't he get picked no, by the Cavs? No, he got picked by the Cavs, but I, I traded like, to the T-Wolves. I feel like that was... But they got the number one pick. It was around the wrong order though, right? Like the Cavs had the pick and then it was up to them to do whatever they wanted with it and they happened to trade it. Like I don't think that that... Yeah. But just them landing the number one pick as soon as they lost LeBron. Derek Rose is a big one. Derek Rose was another one I was about to mention. those are probably the other two big ones. I just... Yeah. I mean, like, could just all be, it could just all be chance, but I, I'm just... It could. I'll, could, keep, it I'll could. Keep, keep my eyes on this. I, I mean, I don't know if San Antonio, the, the bustling metropolis big yeah, market right. of San Antonio is, <laughs> yeah. is who you'd be rigging it for. But again, to my... I, 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 maybe the market size doesn't matter so much with this guy because his market is global again. Yeah. Look, everybody that had their Tony Parker jerseys... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, in France, it does work out pretty nicely because like imagine that spurs have the largest french contingent out of any i'm just saying i'm just saying look oh and dude like i i don't know like i've i've been to paris right and jordan brand is everywhere yeah. over there they they i'm pretty sure they provide the kit for psg and in, in football they, yeah yeah I, I think outside of the u.s france is probably their maybe their next biggest market and and like to have a star in the league or hopefully a star in the league coming soon in Wembenyama, like that all of that is, yeah, it's a, it's a marketing wet dream. That's all I'm saying. All these marketing wet I think, dreams. I, I think he signed with him. Nike too, right? Like I, I think oh, I've seen a post mistake. from Nike. Like that again, Jordan Brand, just get the Come jump on, in man. on that guy. But, yeah. Try, Tatum will get in there. He'll, you know, he's a, he's a good salesman. We'll get anyway, him on board. Get the trade I, happening. Well, I, won't, I won't 
you know, get too deep into the conspiracy galaxy brain, blah, yeah, blah, blah. It, it, it does it does add some intrigue to the Celtics San Antonio 2028 pick swap for Derek White all of a sudden. <laughs> deep cut. Deep cut. <laughs> like, will the yeah. Spurs be better all of a sudden? Who knows? Well, you would think. <laughs> well, probably not, because, like, we'll have Tatum and Jalen in their prime. And when's this? Five years away, did you say? Yeah, Tatum will be 30. Still, still trying to get out of that, that conference final. <laughs> oh, still trying to get over that hump. Yeah, Wemby hasn't even bloody hit. hit, a, hit a, Wemby's a, the best player in the league. league for like, three yeah, years, within yeah, three yeah. years. Within three years. Yeah, well. Anyway, why don't we dive into these playoffs, hey? Yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Should we, should, we, should we talk about our favorite segment first? Yeah, I know yeah, we, yeah. we've kind of skipped I was it. Gonna, but... I was going to thank you, Beatty. I was going to segue into the first obituary. With our rose gold moment of the week, if you will, uh, our favorite and only segment here on Backdoor Cut. Josh was so excited that he didn't do it off the top. He, that's he, he, he yeah. We have the lottery down on the run yeah, sheet. As that's last. not your lottery was last. You brought it up. You brought it up. I saw the opportunity. Anyway. Our rose gold, our favourite segment here on Backdoor Cut, at least until Australia win the FIBA World Cup, and then we might be able to rebrand it. But for now, the rose gold moment of the week, celebrating Aussie hoops. There's really only one candidate again, the same as last week. But this time, it's not through virtue of default. It's not just because it's the only Aussie remaining. This guy played well. Jock Landale. He was catching Jokic passes in through on cuts. I'll take that. Um, Jock was catching Jokic passes? Yeah, yeah, he was. There, there was two instances I saw where Jokic tried to make a pass right, to right, a cutter right, right, running right, right, in right. behind. Oh, so you're just saying he plays he defense. He stole it. He plays defense. Yeah. He was facing the floor. He started he the game. He's an Australian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Jock was, Jock was good. I, I mean, obviously, yeah. the, the, the situation in Phoenix with their, their center spot and I mean, we could probably get Jake to talk about DeAndre Ayton and how terrible he is for the rest of the podcast, but we we won't do that. <laughs> but Jock Landau, you know, got the start by the end of, of, of that series and, and I thought he put in a pretty good account of himself. Obviously, you're coming up against, you know, the best player in basketball right now in Jokic. He's an offensive force and, you know, you're going to cop damage. It's just trying your best out there and, and I think, you can always sort of say that of Jock Landau. He, I think he, he put in a really good account of himself. You have to say he played better than Aiton. Yeah, probably. Pro- I mean, probably. I don't know. It was I'm just, in that camp. It was just... He, he played above his head. He gave them what they needed. Aiton didn't, didn't even play the last game. Like, it's just soft, man. I mean, it's an interesting situation going forward for Jock because I'm pretty sure he's only on a one-year deal. Yeah, free agent. Yeah, so what he decides to do, and, and I, I mean, that's a guy who at the start of the year you would forgive more casual fans and, and obviously we're, this is an Australian podcast so we're, we're a little bit more locked in on, on Jock Landau. But, you know, I think having a playoff run with Phoenix is probably going to help his profile a little bit and, and maybe he has a little bit of agency in free agency. He might be able to find a, a different spot. I don't know if you've got a little Celtics thing Join to, us. To, to do here, Jake. But... Join us. <laughs> I think you said at the start of this or yeah, at end of last year you wanted Jock. I did. Like I was I was yeah. I was on it. And on the on the Celtics podcast that I was doing, I was like, guys, 
well, this is who we want as our third big. Like, we didn't get him. Classic Spurs obviously had him early. He got traded to Atlanta for a second, like a moment in time, and then he was on the way to Phoenix. And I was like, damn it. He's going to love it there because Chris Paul is going to sort him out. He's a free agent. Look, we, we want... We want Aussies to make it deep in the playoffs. So Celtics do that. Celtics do that. So hopefully. But the reason I wanted to make Jock the um, rose gold moment of the week was because Jock's trying to grow his Twitter following apparently today. (laughs) Coming into today, he had like borderline 500 followers and he shoots out a tweet saying, I thought people were saying Jokic wasn't going to do that to the Lakers. Interesting. With the (laughs) hmm emoji. Jock is now up to... Almost five thousand followers in a day. Whoa! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta copy this growth strategy. <laughs> a play in the NBA might help. Um, and then he's just gone back and forth with people. Like, what has he got here? Um, this is dead ass a two K auto generated basketball player. And Jock replies, "As long as my rating is still sixty nine, we're good." Now I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is Jock. I don't know for That's sure. That's the thing in this this Elon Musk world of twitter right who knows jock, I, yeah, I was, but hopefully. who makes an account to impersonate jock you, uh, you'd be surprised i mean what's that aaron baines unofficial yeah account? what's what's he doing these exactly. days exactly we got a, yeah. we got a tice impersonator like really mate t- twitter has an impersonator for every single player oh right damn yeah so i'm pretty sure it's jock um so yeah, some of yeah. The, the tweets, they sound quite, without obviously we don't know Jock personally, but it sounds like it's Jock Landau. It does. It's like, bro's watching from home, from the pub with the little asterisk, you know, correcting mark. It's just, it's a glorious, you know, demonstration in how to social media. And I'm, I'm very <laughs> impressed with Jock. So Big that's Jock, Rose so Gold moment of the Yeah, week. exactly. I think he deserved it, you know, <laughs> up, and he's up right. Without followers. <laughs> He's right. People, there were a lot of Lakers fans saying, Jokic, we, we kind of we slowed him down in the bubble. He's Listen, not. The bubble a, was a long time ago. AD's not Jock Landale. AD's not um, Jondre Ayton. Jokic's going to have trouble. Well, to, to answer Jock's tweet, we're going to get into all that in a hot minute. Before we do, it might be an idea for us to just quickly farewell some of our semi-finalists that didn't make it through. Of course, I'm talking about both the Suns, Jock, RIP, my guy, and the Warriors, crazy enough. The team which I was certain would spank the Lakers did not at all. Um, The vibes were not there. Famous Warriors energy, fearlessness, trust, absent. Lakers capitalized. Too small. Too small. Too too small. Too small. Who would you rather be, Beatty? Would you rather be the Suns or the Warriors going forward? It's it's that is a very good question, Jake. Because they're both (laughs) situations that are fraught with danger. I would say. I I think it's the Phoenix one. I I I don't know. I guess, but like, I I mean, I of both teams, I, I think Steph Curry is the most redeeming factor in terms of players right obviously Devin Booker's a bit younger and and you hope there's a future there but the salary cap situation for both teams is in a a very precarious position and I I don't know how Phoenix can build around what they've got with KD and Booker there 
that's that's a tough situation. And the, so you say the exact same thing with the Warriors, and, and obviously that pool contract is bad, and what happens with Draymond and that contract. There's, there's a ton of questions for both of those front offices going forward. Well, it sounds like based off what Steve Kerr was saying, he admitted that there was since the punch, the famous punch, there was a drop in trust and they just never got that back. Not that they just straight up didn't trust each other. They still made it to a conference semifinals and put up a good fight. But the the unspoken Warriors trust was not the same as it's been. So what do they do here now? Do they trade Jordan Poole and re-sign Draymond and keep the core together? Like what's... What's That's what I would do. I just don't know what Jordan Poole's value is after last year. I, th- I do think there'll be teams willing to take a flyer because he's so young. But For he's sure. al- he's also like a, I don't know what is like what is Jordan Poole in like a high stakes playoff situation. He was okay in the finals last year, but his minutes went all the way down to like twelve minutes per game. He had a couple of buzzer beaters, deep shots. Um, if those aren't going in, he's useless. He's a he can, he can be a record scratch. He doesn't move the ball at times. Um, whatever you do, you cannot bring both Poole and Draymond back. Yeah, to... well, it seems like that's it, really. They're, one of them has to go. I would, and it's for me, it's not even a question. Draymond is a championship player, still. Yeah. Like, he wasn't able to contain AD at times, but he's still, like, top tier level defender the way that he works with Steph I would be trying to keep Trey and Steph it's interesting like it felt like Clay was going to be was the one I mean that Trey was the one that was dropping off but Clay really kind of fell apart he here he didn't have his best series that's and, for sure yeah and Kerr kind of called him out being like some of these guys need to grow up and have some humility um, and I think it was directed at Clay a lot like there was a lot of Clay pettiness this year which kind of sucks because Clay was such a universally loved guy, and anytime anyone was beating the Warriors, the Grizzlies especially, they're talking shit, and Clay's always doing the four rings thing, and it's like, dude, cool, you won four rings, you're getting your ass kicked, like, you you're gonna go down as a legend, but like, step up. Yeah, I don't think there's a world where they can get rid of him though. Uh, I don't know. I I like I, I think it'll depend on how he starts the season next year. But, I mean, he's an expiring next year and he's, he's owed $43 million. Do they extend him? Like, like that, yeah. These are, and, I mean, obviously, it's that's a big number. And, like, he's still a, a, a good NBA player, but, like, that's a that's, what does he expect? Like, as you said, Jake, what does he expect beyond that? What's the number there? Or do they he's think- 43 for next year, right? Like, yeah. do you feel comfortable giving him three for 60? Even twenty million a year for Clay feels kind of high. It could be that next year really is the last hurrah. Draymond can still opt in if I'm not wrong. Correct. Yeah. So he'll be on a year. Clay will have a year left. Steph's, you know, his contract sorted. Maybe that's what they need to like really push them to one last title. It is the it's the last dance, so to speak. It felt like last year was the last dance, a little bit. Like, even going into the playoffs last year, they were, like, Steph had been injured. They, if John Morant doesn't get injured in that Grizzlies series, the Grizzlies were pushing them. And then they clicked conference finals, and they just murder the Mavs, and they just... 
and they didn't murder the Celtics, but they they beat the Celtics, <laughs> beat them good. And Steph Curry goes like yeah, top yeah. ten player of all time, Steph Curry. But there was there was a lot of signs like Clay wasn't amazing in the series, like it was a Steph series. It was, it, was it was a Wiggins of, series. It was a Wiggins series, right? And, and Wiggins had the weird, a weird year, yeah, obviously. Very weird year, yeah. Yeah, with like missing time with his, I think his dad passing or a family member passing. And so you bring him back probably. But like there's definitely wiggle room to retool. You just, it hurts how much the Wiseman pick they missed on, right? Like you can't whiff on the number two overall pick this badly to the point where they basically traded him for Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. That's brutal. It's true. But at the same time, you can't discredit them too much because Wiseman did show all sorts of flashes of what he might be able to do as Not a big really. man. Not no, really. he did. Coming coming like into that draft, there was a lot of people that were like, what is Wiseman? Like, this guy well, they, they were like, what is Wiseman? Because he didn't play a college yeah, season. Yeah, and the Warriors thought we could be the ones to you know unlock this special, unique player, blah, blah, blah. But they were also in a spot where Clay was pretty severely injured. Steph had a year where he was in and out of the lineup all year injured. Draymond was in and out of the lineup. They didn't really know what the future, so to speak, would hold. So in that instance, if you're confident you can develop this guy and give him the opportunity, I I still, if it was their turn again, I could still see them making the same pick. It's just that then everyone got healthy, came back, and Wiseman didn't have time to be a rookie. He had to start. They should have part traded the team. pick, dude. They should have traded the pick. They should have traded. They tried to do this two timeline thing. Yeah, they still are. Well, because because it, it, well, it was too late. Yeah. Wiseman was bad. Kaminga's there. Moody's been the best one. Yeah. And so it's like you couldn't pivot from there. I, I don't know. Like again, this is all hindsight sort of a stuff, right? Of I mean, we we talk at the start of the podcast about San Antonio and how they've tanked twice and managed to draft Duncan and, and probably Wemby and, and could be two foundational franchise guys for, you know, two decades. And what the Warriors had that chance, I guess. When you when you are picking in the high lottery like that, you are that's what you're hoping for. Obviously, unfortunately for them, it, it didn't pan out with, with a few of their picks here. In spite of that, they still managed to win a, a championship last year and get to, to the second round this year. But yeah, going forward, the, the roster is weird. The, the cap situation is weird and... and I don't know. I don't know the the move forward for them. It, it's it is tough. Well, to answer your initial question, Jake, I think I'm in the same camp as Beatty. You got to pick the team that Steph Curry's on. I I'm agreed. Agreed. Yeah, like I the other thing though, right? Like the pool contract is is like what team is going to be dumb enough to 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 do that? I think I, there's for sure a team that would take Jordan. I, I think it could be. Uh, I wouldn't trade for it. That's for damn sure. But yeah. yeah the, yeah, there'll be someone that talks himself into it. For sure. Because the fact of the matter is he can hit these crazy threes off the dribble on his day. He can score 30 points like it's nothing on his day. He can do these things. I mean, I think he averaged 20 points on the season, so he does it more often than not. So someone will take a flyer on him. Someone. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Why don't we pivot to the East obituaries? We'll start with the Knicks. Get them out of the way. <laughs> Knicks had a great year. They had a great series. They gave it everything. I have nothing but props for this team. They probably have some answer, uh, some questions, I should say, this offseason on what to do with Julius Randle and 
do they bring back Derek Rose on his $15 million contract for the year or do they cut him off now? Do There's certainly some roster work that needs to be done. But if you're a Knicks fan, you have got to be pretty fucking happy going into the end of this season. Like you got Brunson for another three years cheap. This guy, 100 mil. We were like last year, is he worth 100 mil? He's worth more than 100 mil. He is the man. They've got Josh Hart, who's re-signed for another year, if I'm not wrong, and is now New York's favorite son. John Starks 2.0, et cetera, et cetera. Mitchell Robinson. Tibbs is still there. They've got young guys off the bench that are still developing like quickly. And uh, his name's escaping me, the guy that does the windmill dunks. Oh, uh, Top- Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Yeah. Toppin. <laughs> it's all it's all good in New York right now. Wow. I, I'm not sure it is all good in New York, man. Okay. It was Maybe. a pretty rough showing in that in that heat series. Yeah, From- but I like I didn't even expect them to get to that heat series, you know? Like yeah, but I'll like, take that. I guess, but your your expectations, you're right. You're right. If you were to zoom out and going into the season and you told Knicks fans they got to the second round and they lost in six, six games, games, they'd be like, awesome. And that, and what, game six went down to it. Yeah, yeah. Brunson, Brunson, man. He a, he's on a bargain contract now. Yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah. A $100 million bargain. Like a, he would get a max yeah. right now if... If he was a free agent, no absolutely question. no question. So, which is makes just <laughs> makes Dallas look oh, really, man. really bad. It's so so bad. He was fantastic, Randall. I I was already very not very much not a Randall guy. I could not be less of a Randall guy after this series. <laughs> he is the worst, dude. He looks he looks like an absolutely terrible teammate. Could not think of anything worse than playing with a guy like that. It's always someone else's fault. Anytime anything happens, he's pointing to someone. He's complaining to the ref. He looks like he's going to punch a child in the front row. Like, I'm not not a Randall guy. Um, and every time we get to the playoffs, he's like, it's either he, it's him and Bede and Harden for the biggest playoff droppers in the past, like, three years. He's, he made second, He made All-NBA again. Yeah, I know. It's all based off the counting numbers. But you, we have, if anyone ever watches him play, you can see the reason his counting numbers are high is because once the ball gets in his hand, it doesn't leave. It's He's a black hole. You're right. And the, 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 look, the regular season guy is, is, much, is good. I mean, like, like, yeah, he'll get your regular season wins. But, like, that, we constantly talk about these kind of players and like I have gone on all season because the entire Bulls roster is loaded with these kind of players. They're all right, you know, they'll, they'll get you some wins. They know how to get a bucket, but like we're talking playoff winning basketball. You can't have Julius Randle as your guy, you know, that's not going to get you past. The fact that he's made the second round twice now with the Knicks is astounding to me. No, no. They got, they got bounced in the first round in five by Trey Young and the Hawks. Thanks to Julius Randle. Okay. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. You are right. But even still, even still, this is, yeah. I didn't think the Knicks would be able to get close to this this year. So, got to take that. Uh, yeah, from that perspective. But, um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for them. I think that they're, they're, they don't have too much money tied up long term. I, I, New York is always going to be a, a free agent destination. I mean, it, it hasn't really maybe panned out, panned out that way in reality, but it, it still will be. And it's 
it's just biding their time and, and hopefully they can they can sign somebody. Uh, I, I don't know about Randall's situation if you, you, you do explore trade options there, but he's, he's still got a couple of years on his deal. So yeah. I, I think they'd probably be happy to just run it back and hopefully just try and make some changes on the, on the fringes there and, and see if that's any improvement. If the last couple of years are anything to go by, that is exactly what they'll do. Since Leon Rose has taken over the front office and Tibbs has taken over coaching duties, it is basically just tiny little adjustments from year to year and growth. Nah, they're going to make a big dumb trade. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Someone's got to be the Kings since the Kings are great now. Look, let's let's see. They, yeah, one year of smart Kings. Yeah, that's, that's also true. All right. But yeah, the Knicks got to give them credit. Well done. Um, and the other team. I will not be giving so much credit. I will be going in on the Philadelphia 76ers, the coward Philadelphia 76ers. Jake, surely you must be baffled by how this all went down. Doc Rivers, man. You were shitting it last week. Doc Doc Rivers, man. I'm never going to let this go, but when he said the playoffs is like emotional terrorism, he could not have been more correct. The, the emotional roller coaster that I've gone on for two years in the playoffs now, and it's this Celtics team in particular that likes to bring things to the brink. <laughs> Down 3-2 in the playoffs two years in a row. Um, but I should never have been worried. I should have known that the chokers would choke. That, you know, a leopard never changes its spots. These guys were eventually going to just shit the bed. And... James Harden did trick us for a second there. He had maybe two of his best playoff games of all time. He really tricked me for a second there. He almost completely 180'd me. Is this the year? Is this the year? Uh, three good, Two amazing games, one okay game, and four disaster games. And like disaster games. And Embiid in game seven followed his lead. Five They're- for eight. Five for 18, bro. Come on. That is not MVP basketball. And like the knee, whatever, whatever. He looked pretty fucking good a couple games earlier. He looked like he was getting stronger and stronger as the series was going along to me, which my theory going in was like the longer the series goes, the more it favors the Celtics. It took a little longer than I thought for that theory to prove true. But man, that, like it was, a, it's a, when these situations are, are usually a two to tango situation. You got the Celtics went off in game seven, and then you've got the two stars on the other end that shitting that are shitting the bed to create this 30-point blowout. But shitting the bed, astoundingly so. Astoundingly so. And now in retrospect, looking at particularly the last three months of the rec- regular season, two, three months of the regular season, that whole campaign. Embiid MVP, like it got ugly, as we know. He clearly really, really wanted the MVP award. You see the video of when they announce it and the team's all around him and he's crying. He's like, I'm the man, I'm the MVP. I'm back. Always always believe, I'm back, blah, blah, blah. That was his championship. He wanted that trophy. He could not care less about this NBA championship, winning it for the Sixers, winning it for his team. He doesn't care. He's not there for that. This is a personal glory player. Could not be more opposite wow. to Jokic. My MVP pick, if we remember, that we can listen back to that. 
Jokic couldn't care less about the individual, you know? He's there to win the game, to get everyone involved, to play the right way and dominate. We'll get into his series in a minute, but astounding stuff. Embiid, I am so out on, and it really, really upsets me because I was once such a fan. Like, I thought he was unstoppable. He was like, this is the future of the NBA. No one's getting past this guy. He can defend better than anyone. He can score more than anyone. He can rebound, block shots. That's it. It's over. Wrong. It's not over. I would go as far as to say I don't think Joel Embiid will ever win a ring as provided he's playing with this mentality. Wow. That's as scathing as Josh maybe has ever been. I'm pissed. All we need now is the Ben Simmons redemption arc. I know, I know. Come back, Ben. Come on. It was never you, Ben. It was always that coward. 100%. Yeah, the Sixers situation is... That's another one, right? The going into the off-season, the news came out today, Doc Rivers fired. You expect there's going to be some turnover on the roster, you surely... Listen, this... Doc should have been fired last year. This this series in of itself was not Doc. This was Joel Embiid not leading his team oh, and James I, Harden. I think it was a calamity of of bad things all happening at once. And it, I don't know, like it, it's tricky because it's you know things go slightly differently, and they maybe they beat the Celtics and they're into the conference finals. But it, it, all of that is masking what we now know and what we can see and what has been exposed, and that the, all of this is is built on something that I, I just don't think you can really rely on and, and Embiid and Harden. And if that's the two guys that you're going to build your franchise around, I, I just don't think you're going to win a championship. After the game, Joel Embiid is pointing out, me and James can't do it alone. There's five people on a basketball team. We all got to step up. All that nonsense. Meanwhile, James probably, Harden... They were probably the worst two players on the Sixers in that game seven. They were, dude. Yeah. PJ 100%. Tucker... Was awesome. They they yeah. were up, dude. Everybody yeah. was turning up. Yeah. Tobias Harris. Except Havis, them. <laughs> dude, Tobias Harris was seven for thirteen. PJ yeah. Tucker was cooking early. Like the role players were the reason. The the, the Sixers no, were up nine, game. dude. Yeah. Meanwhile, James Harden is saying, "I'm not coming back next year as long as Doc Rivers is still here." I know, dude. Like, what is this? The Sixers are being held hostage by these two people that couldn't care less. Daryl Morey loves James Harden, dude. What is wrong with this guy? Dude, we'll see. It'll be really funny if James Who Harden's... are they going to bring in? Dan Tony. I'll bet you anything. That's, it would be hilarious. Hilarious. I could, I'm calling Tony. it right now. Yeah. That is my prediction. It'll yeah, be Mike Dan Tony. Would not shock me. But also it would be hilarious if, if Harden says, I'm not coming back unless Doc Rivers is gone and then still goes to Houston. <laughs> that would be funny too. But, like, would it, but if I'm the Sixers... If I'm a Sixers fan, I don't want Harden anywhere near my team. Yeah, I don't want Embiid near my team. No, come on. I, look. No, man. This is like year after year after year now. I, I know. But I think I think it's worse with Harden. I think it's worse with Harden. At least it's Embiid way gets, worse with Harden. I think at least Embiid gets better every year. And I don't want to give him... I can't believe I'm giving him beat I don't think he does get better every year. I he, think this, is, this was his best season. No. Okay. Yes. When we did the MVPs, I brought this point up. I think Embiid has actually stagnated for a couple of years. However, the reason his numbers are inflated and look better this year in particular is the James Harden thing. It is he's getting the ball in better spots than he's ever got it ever. 
He's got more or less attention, I should say, than he's ever had ever. It's easier this year. I don't think he's gotten better. Oh, man, he was I, pretty dominant. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, you're arguing about something that doesn't really... Like, at the end of the day, the numbers are better. He's, he's a better player incredible. and won the MVP. Like, if that's... We've, we were beating the drum for years. You can't pair Ben and, and Joel to the, together and look what happens. You get rid of Ben and, and all of a sudden, Joel's got the room to 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 do what he can do. I, I, I think it's just this, this is a loser franchise. They've been a loser franchise for over a decade when you openly tank when you you do this process stuff it's it's just it's not we talk about culture and i mean we were talking about the spurs earlier we we talk about it with with miami every week like it's this this philadelphia team just doesn't have a a winning culture a good culture and and this guy's entire nba career has been built within that and but they've been a winning team for more than half a decade now yeah, but They've been again, a team like not, that's competing for a title for half a decade. But a team that can't get out of the second round. Like, that's that's the, the reality of it. Like, yes, of, of course, Joel's a great player. They've had other great players. They've, they've been one of those teams that have always been thereabouts, but it, it hasn't eventuated for them in the postseason. And I don't think you can, you know, you level that solely at Joel Embiid, but at some point there has to be some sort of responsibility. And, and in previous seasons, it's been Ben or it's been Brett Brown or it's been whatever, you know, but at this, at this point in, in, in his career, it has to be him a little bit and say, Hey, you know what? Well, I, I'm the, the main guy on this team and I, I need to be better. I needed to play better. He needs to be better. He needs to care less about the regular season. Yeah. Like that's yeah. He's been injured every single time in the playoffs. Um, and is that luck? It's because he was chasing that MVP, man. But I, uh, I can't believe I'm defending Embiid. <laughs> what is going on? I don't think it's as bad as you're making it seem. I think, I think there's definitely issues there, and you've definitely got concerns, for sure, at the highest level. But I just, do, I think Harden's an actual loser. Like the fact that he's even considering going back to Houston is so embarrassing to me. So yeah, I, I think you're driving him to the airport. This yeah, is a get him out of here. Yeah, I, I, I don't want any piece of But he can opt in. No, no, he's a free agent. Oh, I thought, straight he, up. Had, I thought he had an opt-in. Straight up free, free agent. Straight no? up straight up free agent. Houston okay. will give him a max, I reckon. No, I, 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 on, on basketball references is, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. He's a free agent. Yeah. I, I don't think he's coming back. I agree no. with you. I think he's going to Houston and, and play out the rest of his career down there. Yeah. I hope he comes back. I bet you I do. hope he comes back. <laughs> like because this is as good as they could be this year. Harden's getting older, and Bede's low key now thirty going into next season. Is he? Yeah, man. Because he had that like, you know, he came yeah, in yeah, late yeah. and injuries I don't think, and stuff. I'm not too bothered about that. It's just more. Let's. We need to retool this roster. Have to. We need to get a, a, a roster that complements Joel Embiid and hopefully a coach that can. They got to get him. It'll be D'Antoni. The problem, the problem is Daryl Morey's also a loser and a coward. Yeah, like he leaked leaking that referee report after Game Six, like the morning of Game Seven, saying the Celtics had like there were five missed calls for the Celtics and thirteen missed calls for the for the Sixers, and Doc Rivers saying analytically we won the game by twenty. If you that's the morning of Game Seven, dude, shut the fuck up and go <laughs> win Game Seven. And stop whining. You're whining about the rest before the game has even started, about the game before. On with it with with two players that benefit from the rest more than anyone else potentially, which yeah. is why they also lose. 
they're yeah, they got like that's the problem. Maury's Maury's going to bring back Harden because he's probably gonna, he probably he b- truly believes they should have won that series. He's like, look at what Harden did in those couple games. He got he got screwed in the, by the refs in games two, three, and fucking six and seven. Oh, not a coincidence. These analytic nerds, you know. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, yeah. big dramas in Philly. Something is going to blow up this offseason, certainly. You'd have to think that the only untouchable other than Embiid is Maxi. That's it. We'll see. Harris is finally expiring. Yep, Harris is expiring. Someone will take a flyer on that. Like, Harris, like, if you're OKC and you got cap space, I like Tobias Harris. The Spurs. Go get him. Like, Tobias Harris in a he's not our number one wing defender trying to win a title third scorer guy good player overpaid but a good player yeah yeah if his wages were halved no one would be saying anything but like yeah if you're if you're okc and you got the space and you have it for a year he you need like some big wing stuff or the spurs like or even the rockets you know like a veteran guy who's been in a lot of big games but you don't need him to win you a lot of big games i could be good in, on a lot in a lot of situations Anyway, we will see. But before we wrap up today, we, of course, have to go through the actual series, the conference finals, what we're here for, what everyone is kicking into. Why don't we kick off with the one that we've seen, at least one game of, the Nuggets versus the Lakers. Well, Beatty, I feel like you've talked yourself into that being a good loss for a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what were you saying before? It's absolutely a good loss. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I just don't I, I mean Denver are up twenty one and it, it gets back to a three point game. Like I I think that the Lakers I going in I, I, I was probably less confident, but the way that it played out today, I, I, I do think that the Lakers can win the series. I, I really do think that they can. I'm not saying they're going to, but in the spirit of me being the LeBron guy on this podcast, I'm I'm back in the Lakers in seven. And I, I, I think that there are adjustments that they made mid game that, that definitely had a positive impact obviously you do you do look at what denver can do and you know how good Jokic is and he's going to make changes himself but i i just think that it's it's it i mean that game today was maybe the game of the playoffs so far i think i think it was i think it was super close i think it's going to be a really good series i think the winner of this probably goes on and wins the championship oh, so I, down. I, I i i just think that that it's a very good high level matchup it's, it's crazy as well again I, I know we said it i think the last time we were on but like this lakers team has just come out of nowhere essentially so, yeah and you, you're getting massive contributions from you know austin rivers and it's like how is this guy like the third most important player on the on the on the lakers right now but it's 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 i i just think that they've come together they're playing well they're playing for each other they're, they're playing smart they've got one of the best players of all time lebron who you know i think even though they lost today, he, he's it's it's the feel out game. It's the yeah. classic LeBron feel out game. I know what we're up against now. I know what we need to do. What we need to change for game two. I I I, I think that they're they're definitely with a, a chance in this series. It's definitely the rare game, from what I can tell, from Beatty and people on Twitter, that both fan bases feel good after <laughs> game one, which is interesting. Like, a lot of Nuggets fans are being like, the Lakers aren't a good three-point shooting team, yet they shot 45% from three. Um, the Nuggets shot 47% from three, but, like, I feel like the Nuggets can do that pretty, like, every second game. They can just absolutely take off. 
you know, the there was like the late game adjustment where they put Rui onto Jokic and AD was the Roma. That like they'll Jokic will solve that next game, and there'll be another adjustment. There'll be another adjustment. It's an awesome matchup. Yeah. If you were going to design a dude, like you're gonna, if you're going to draft guys to guard Jokic, AD is number one, maybe, in the league. But dude, Jokic is the best player in the league. I think Steph has to be mentioned. But what Jokic is doing, he was he was on pace for a 40, 40, 30, it felt like, at some point. It was like, it was a, he was like a Will Chamberlain line. Yeah, dude. It was he had like 20 and 17 rebounds and eight assists at halftime. Yeah. It's um, it's interesting because, yeah, a lot of Lakers fans, that I, one of my good mates is a Lakers fan, being like, we played Jokic pretty well in the bubble. We beat the Nuggets in the bubble. It's like, that was before he'd won a single MVP. He has, and Murray, Murray yeah. was injured in that series. No, right? he was in the bubble, no. I think. But um, yeah. And honestly, if you remember that series, like Plumley loses AD on like that inbounds, and AD hits that three and go up three one as opposed to two two. And there like, was no Aaron Gordon. There was no, it was no a very different team. No KCP. KCP. There was no Michael Porter Jr. No, it was a very different team. Obviously, this this game today must have been. Maybe the fifth time this playoffs, I've seen five or six Denver players between 15 and 30 points. Like, it's insane how shared the load is in the playoffs. Like, this is the conference finals. They're still sharing the load. Yeah, I I mean, my thing, though, is I just don't know if that's sustainable for another three games, right? Like, I thought Denver were awesome today. They they played, you know, if you could play 10 10 games, that was basically it. Uh, the knock on them, I think, coming into the playoffs was still the fact that they weren't, you know, a great defensive team. But it, it's more the fact that their offense is so good that it's going to blow you off the court. Um, I, 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 I you, you touched on it, Josh. You know, I think they got great contributions from their old guys today. Everyone really played well. But I, this is what I just thought was a really high level game because I think you could look up and down the rate the the Lakers roster and, and say the same sure. thing there too. I I really think that the difference today was that the Lakers just started slow and they couldn't get stops in the, in yeah. the first half and, and ultimately Denver ran out to that huge lead and credit to the Lakers they managed to to, to try and crawl it back but ultimately just fell up short. I yeah I I, I think it's gonna be an awesome series. I, I really don't know. I don't know what else to take out of today and how much you, you want to really look into that one game sample size. I, I Surely Denver got to come down a little bit. Like, that was high-level stuff from them. But they've been doing it all playoffs. Like, they're amazing. <laughs> they're yeah. the best team to watch there is. Like, and to your point about the, you know, the classic LeBron feel-out game, I just can't help but wonder, is Jokic the only player ever that can respond to LeBron's feel out by switching something and, you know, making his whole adjustment null and void. I think they're the two smartest guys in the league, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I really do think they, they are. And it, it's, it's, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Jokic. I, I, I think that if, if they continue with that, that really playing him one-on-one kind of stuff, like Jokic is going to go for 50 plus and yeah. then it's just, are the other guys going to be good enough to, to cook you? And obviously today they were, and it's 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 up to the, the rest of the Lakers squad to kind of be better on defense and, and pressure those other guys and hopefully that you can you can cause some some problems for, for Denver there. 
I, I, I thought it was one of those cases where one team just brought brought the fight to the other team. Like they were going so quick and they hit yep. the Lakers in the mouth. Yep. It's like it's cliche as it is. Like they were just gunning. Jokic, that's why he had all those rebounds. He was rebound, go, 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 offensive rebound. Like I had not seen him play with that level of force. Honestly, I don't think I have seen him play with that level of force before. He wanted to win that game. Like, is he coasting in the regular season? Kind of. But that's kind of his fucking st- crazy. Well, that's the thing. Well, we see those games where he shoots six times and has like 16 assists. Like, yeah. he's just that good that he can dominate without moving. Yeah. Um, it was cool, though. They asked KCP in the post game, like, you're one of the only guys that's played with, you know, you play with LeBron in the bubble championship and you're playing with Jokic. You see, like, what's the difference? Uh, what are the similarities? And, and KCP's like, really, the only difference is Jokic can't jump as high. <laughs> yeah. That's and obviously, yeah, and obviously, he's kind of joking, but like, Beatty, you said it. These guys are geniuses, absolute geniuses. And so it's a, it's a sick matchup. Sick, sick, sick matchup. Jokic, best player in the league. You got LeBron. Still got some juice in there. Oh, like for he, sure. Like, he, he, was, he was coasting not as in well. His peak. He was a classic game one coasting, and then and then Denver's done this a couple times in the playoffs. They've let their foot off the gas, and it just happens in the NBA. Like, 20-point lead is not safe. And they, they played at such a high pace that you just, you just can't sustain that level of pace. It's just not possible. They let their foot off the gas a little bit. Lakers start to make a run, and LeBron smelled blood in the water a little bit. They were down three, had that three-pointer that kind of goes in and out, and he's like looking at the bench being like, ooh, He's not worried. LeBron's not worried. He's not worried. I, 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 I think that the, the the pacing is is a very good point because I obviously, you know, you can level this at any LeBron team for the last five or six years, but he plays probably the slowest pace in the league. I think that suits the Lakers. Obviously, you, you want to take your transition when you can get it, but you don't want to get into a, a track meet with Denver because they're going to cook you. Um, I, that might play into Jokic a little bit because I mean, that guy's good in both, right? whether it's transition or, or half-court, he's the, the slower pace is going to help him in, in terms of playing big minutes because he's going to get rest. Uh, at the same time, I do think that, you know, obviously between LeBron and AD, they've, they've got the ability to, to get fouled and get guys in foul trouble and get to the line. I think that's going to be important for the Lakers. I, I, I They really hunted Jamal Murray. I think LeBron made a, a real mm-hmm. point of trying to get mismatches on him and then taking him down low and that's just a size problem and I think that's that's been the identity of this Lakers team since that trade is they're just trying to, to use their size and we saw that in the last series against the Warriors yeah um, that was going to be an issue because Murray is not even the defender that Steph Curry is yeah yeah and like, he's a he's pretty soft and he seems I know he's been sick but there's like been a couple games in the playoffs where he's like really faded in the fourth quarter like he doesn't seem like a guy that's good for 40-plus minutes at that pace. Yeah, yeah. Which is a problem because LeBron can play 45, but just not have – he's just so good at, at picking his spots. And they switched everything today, which I got away with. So I want – like, you've got to try and keep Gordon on LeBron as much as you can. Like, you've got to get him over screens, under screens, whatever you – like, just just go under the screens that LeBron's setting if you're Aaron Gordon. Like, make Gordon. LeBron – yeah, Gordon Shoot in threes. general is a tricky one in this series as well, I think, because it, this is where the switch up on defense for the Lakers with, you know, AD, yeah. I guess, guarding Gordon and being able to help off a little bit, that's playing that sort of free safety kind of role and you've got Rui playing him face up. Like, that's, it, it'll be interesting how that plays out. I didn't really think that the Lakers' defensive scheme 
was that good today for the most no. part. So that that's where they can improve. I think there's a massive uh, adjustment playing in someone like Jokic. He's just so unique that like you can try and prepare for it. And I just feel like there are like the rest of the league, like LeBron and AD, even like Booker, KD. I think he's still underrated amongst like the elite of the rest of the yeah. players. I'm, I'm trying to fla- fly his flag, fellas. You're I not really alone, am. man. Like eventually, people like and the rest of the league, like, actual NBA players, I think, are going to realize that this guy is he's unsolvable. Hmm. Well. That's where we're at. One game in. I mean, it has only been one game in Denver. We will go back to LA. There's every chance. You got a prediction, series. Josh? We got Lakers in seven. I got Nuggets in seven. I still got Nuggets in seven. Yeah. That'd be my pick. Give me I'm seven, though. Give me seven. Yeah. I think that this has all the makings of a seven-game series. Great. I think we. I think both conference finals have got that potential. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, let's let's jump east and quickly get into that. I'm not ready this for another one. This hasn't started yet. First game is tomorrow. Can you preview it for us, Jake? The Celtics are better. <laughs> they should win. I personally think they should win in, in five, like talent-wise. They should win in five games. But should. That, but this does not apply to the Miami Heat. <laughs> this does not apply to the Miami Heat. The level of execution that they have with the, like, the talent that they have is so absurd like no one runs their stuff as crisply they're so together they're so together on defense like max Struess is like reggie miller and caleb martin's like a short version of scotty pippen like these these guys are just playing so far like gabe vincent's like a, a peyton pritchard light you know like that's how good it- <laughs> um i think i think it goes six or seven uh, my, my official prediction is Celtics in six. I think when you go when you look at last year's conference finals, they had PJ Tucker that you know can give trouble, and they had Tyler Hero. They don't have either of those guys. The big additions, Kevin Love, which he's been amazing. Um, the the Heat really fell off offensively in that Knicks series. Like all yeah, of their, it became a slugfest. Like and the Knicks defense was not good in the regular season. Like it was like mid-teens from memory. They were they were fighting hard, admittedly. But that, of but course, yes. And and and, and you know, uh, Thibodeau's always going to get guys ready and make a really good game plan in the playoffs. But like, Buck series, Heat score 130, 122, 121, 119, 128. Nick series 108, 105, 105, 109, 103, 96. They like so. How do you balance? Did they just like have this out of body experience? in round one and they kind of came back to earth offensively in round two or is it kind of somewhere in the middle which is where I expect them to be like and so I I think it goes six I need JT to play Jimmy to a draw that's all we need and this is over I do think that the truth lies somewhere in between I think the, the series against the Knicks was really chippy both ends so it was just that kind of basketball you know like it was just totally different to what they played against the Bucks. And it will be totally different again to what happens. This Celtics series is probably that happy medium. I wouldn't be surprised if most games are 110-ish. The Celtics defense is much better than the Knicks defense. It is, but... But it doesn't matter, though. But it doesn't matter. I don't think it... Well, the Celtics been good this playoffs, though, defensively. Would you... I I don't think that this is the same Celtics defense from the regular season or or what we've called on them for the last 18 months. It's it's not. 
at times we've seen it in game in game six and seven against the Sixers. Yeah, where de- obviously they, they 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 made a matchup change there to bring Rob into the starting lineup. Derek White has been a non-factor in the playoffs. I, I, like, do you persist with the double big situation then against Miami? Miami are a smaller team; they don't have you know Joel Embiid. I think you they're going to start with double bigs. Yeah, that would be my guess. And then if it's not working, because I actually think Derek White is perfectly suited for this series. Well, you would think so, right? But then yeah. it didn't really pan out in the Philly series. I mean, Harden had two career playoff games against yeah. against that. Tyrese Maxey, who was supposed to be, you know, a terrible matchup for the Celtics, was one of Philly's most consistent players. So I, I, I do agree with you on, on paper, but it's, this is the thing with Miami, man. It's just like, how do you... Throw the paper out, do? tear it up, throw it on fire. Yeah, like Gabe, like you talked about Gabe Vincent. That guy could he he could have a game in this series. He could be, it could be we could get a Duncan Robinson game. Like it's it, it belies belief because I mean the Celtics have got great defenders on paper up and down this roster at the guard spot on the wing spots. Like it, it's yeah, but I don't know. It, it, it hasn't really been that defensive juggernaut in the playoffs as what we've known in the last couple of years for Boston. It hasn't been as good as I was hoping the defense was going to be. We've definitely, yeah, we've seen it in flashes. And I think that's the key to this series if you're the Celtics. Like, if you want to win comfortably, you you should be able to shut down this this team. In, um, the Celtics have the second-best defense in the playoffs. I wanted to check. Uh, oh, actually, the net rating, sorry. Fifth-best defense, which is not whatever, middle of the pack. They should. They have the personnel to make things really difficult on the Heat, and that should be where you you butter your bread. Um, something that I as well that I'm worried about is that the the Heat can turn you over, and the Sixers and the Hawks are not teams that turn you over. The Sixers have a good defense because Embiid's like just an anchor in the middle, and Bam is elements of that, but he's more switchable. But they did, Gabe Vincent, he'll get into your hands. Turnover, Jalen Brown. Caleb Martin, turn over Jalen Brown. <laughs> Why did you single out Jalen Brown? I don't know. <laughs> he never turns the ball over. No, but, uh, like, I mean, yeah, you, and that feed, and I've, I've said this before, that feeds into Boston's offense, right? If they can yeah. get the ball, if they can cause turnovers and get out in transition. But then if if this turns into a slow kind of slugfest thing, like I guess we're, we're hoping for game seven Tatum instead of game six Tatum, right? Yeah, you're definitely hoping for a game seven. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I have, I have a. It's more of a hope than a theory, but like, we haven't had that stretch for Tatum this year where he looks like, Hot. The, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, like the second Best coming player, of, yeah. of Movis. Of, and the last five minutes of game six into game seven is kind of like his best stretch of the year. Obviously, game seven was like, you know, historic. So it wasn't just. He had a really big game, or was it the beginning of something? Again, probably something in the middle. <laughs> Predictions. Jake, you said your official prediction was Celtics, Celtics in six. six, although it should be five. Should be five, won't be five. Okay. I'm, I'm like, obviously hoping it's five, but it's not going to be five. <laughs> hoping it's four. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beatty? I, it pains me to say it, but I, I think the Celtics in seven... I, my, my main concern is that I, I think if anything happens to Jimmy, then I just don't see points in this Miami team at all. If he misses a game, like I, I might not even watch it. because It's, it's like, who is going to score for Miami if, if he's not there? I, like, I think if he he's the there, 
they have a, a, a puncher's chance, but I, I do think that across seven games, like Boston surely can get it together for four of them. Josh? I wish I could give my prediction after a game, but obviously that belies the point of giving a prediction. <laughs> I feel like, as we know, this Miami culture, they smell the blood. And as we've said, all playoffs, Celtics don't smell the blood. I think if Miami rocks into Boston for game one, two, and senses we can take a game here and does, it becomes a very interesting series. Oh, they're going to take a game. Don't you worry. They're going to lose tomorrow. I promise you. Yeah. There was already a thing today about Al Horford having to stop practice because everybody was like just loose and fucking <laughs> hanging out. This team is so annoying, dude. They're going to lose by 20 tomorrow. Uh, I can't help but feel that Heat will win the series. You're, to- you're talking me into Miami, Josh. You're talking me into Miami. <laughs> no. I don't mean to. I no. do agree. I do agree. Absolutely. The Celtics have the team to do this. I shouldn't be even thinking about it. But for a while now, even into the regular season, I have mentioned that something about this Celtics team, just they're not showing that urgency. They did in Game 7. I mean... But... Miami are like, uh, not Philly. Like, okay, they will okay. kill you. They, okay, it's like, it's this Celtics team is funny because they have that element, but at the same time, they they won 57 games, they're in the conference finals, they got home court. They're, the, 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 Heat, the Celtics are paying $1.20. The Heat are 5 to 1 underdogs, like, for a reason. So, I would be I would be stunned if the Celtics actually lost this series. I'm going Heat and seven. We've got, we got to clip that up for it's when. For I would be stunned. It would be, be ridiculous. They beat the, they beat a better Heat team last year. They but, did, and this they team's did. better. But there's just something about like from the play-in, they just keep winning. They just keep doing what they're not meant to do. It just feeds into the kind of. Right? Don't forget they lost by twenty to the Hawks. They and they, they squeaked by a Knicks team that shouldn't have been in there anyway. Like. See now, I hear now here I we hear go. You. Now I'm like, I've, I, I, I don't you know, mean to frighten you. I know I did. I did not expect to turn into a, a Joel Embiid defender and to turn into a jinxing of myself. I came in planning to be like the Sixers are frauds, and I have utmost respect for the Heat, and it's going to be a hard fought series. But you've turned me into what I didn't want to become. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but. I am going Heat in seven. Oh, if it goes seven, then no chance. Come I on. will say, though, and Beatty did make this point earlier, I do think whoever wins the Nuggets-Lakers series is going to take it all. It's too and, high level and over there. Obviously, oh, my amazing. God. Grow Obvi- up. Obviously, <laughs> we're a little bit blue sky, but there's cool storylines there. Like, we, we get the bubble rematch if the Lakers go through. I, I think... Come on. We, we I think any version of Denver in the finals would just be cool to see Jokic at that point. Like... Obviously, Boston get their chance to, to redeem themselves after last year. Like, there's, there's cool storylines for, for all all involved, I, I think. The Heat will get smoked by whoever they play in the finals. Yeah. I, I think I, I think agree. anyone on no. the East side will get smoked by no. whoever comes through. So, Celtics, like, maybe they won't get smoked. I still think they won't win. Like, I can't. if Jokic makes the finals, I can't see him losing the series. I, yeah. And if and LeBron I, makes the finals, I can't see him losing the series. I, I, think, I think the Celtics were better last year as well, and, and they couldn't they, get it done they, last year. But they weren't really. They kind of were, especially in the playoffs. Like, they they shot themselves, like, throughout. So, like, this team is so similar, and they're actually healthier, and they have Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, that's true. Brogdon's good, yeah. He's been really good. Um, hopefully Rob 
as fit and firing and ready to go because he'd be huge against the Heat if he is. At their best, they're the best team. The problem is they don't play at their best as much as the Nuggets do. Or, or Lakers or Miami. Um, well, well, that's the thing. Miami plays at their best every game. But the, but their best is like like a 52-win team. I, I can't wait for Spo to run rings around Missoula here. Mate, it's a, we're, a we're a team coaching. We're player coached now. It's Al Horford and it's a Marcus team. Smart co-coaches. Exactly, yeah. Just like Bill Russell. Ah, oh, I anyway, hate it. Anyway, that's kind of all we can chat about until yeah. we see more. Can I text you guys tomorrow really calm and not upset? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be pretty chuffed if uh, you come off with a big win. Yeah. Uh, is, is Tatum going to be over 14 after three quarters or is he going to be on 50 points? Like, it's a big this is, Tatum game for me. What, what a, what it's, it's not. It's not a big Tatum game. Game one doesn't matter. Me. Why? It does matter. It, does, it to... doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. They lost game one against the Heat last year. They lost game one against the Bucks last year. They lost game one against the Sixers this year. And they won game one against the Warriors. Game one literally doesn't matter. At all. I would like to see Jason Tatum... Conference finals, I'm at home, game one, I'm taking game one. We are winning this game. So would I, be... Josh, but we don't always get what we want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. Anyway, we will chat about all of these next week. But until then, you have been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Until then, peace.